Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Don't Praise the Machine. This is episode number 133. I'm one of your hosts. I go by the name Alexander Holland. I'm coming to you live and direct from Berlin, Germany. And as always, I'm sat digitally next to my number one pod brother coming to you live from Melbourne, Australia. He's got to be the one called... John Maloney. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. And John Maloney, some of our pod... Listeners out there, the DPTMers, mm-hmm. may have noticed either last week or this week, depending on when you downloaded the episode last week and when your pod aggregator updated itself, we've got a brand new look for the cast. Mm. We've got brand new branding. We've got funky new logos. we got hot and funky new banners. You and me are deeply Deeply out of pocket because we have been working <laughs> for months with Grimsby Creative. We've given them yeah. all of the dollars that we had to do this rebrand. And, mm. and I want to thank Craig, the number one man at Grimsby, for helping yeah. us have a brand new podcast logo and banner. John, I know you had a very close personal relationship with Craig. Yeah. You had certain things that you insisted you said to. It's funny, actually. I kept saying to you, please give Craig your ideas that he can pass on to the team. And you just Mm -hmm. always wrote back, I just want a bucket of spilled popcorn lightly in the (laughs) background of the logo. That was your contribution. Yeah, that was my main dream. I guess even before I really knew what this podcast was going to be, I just had that in the back of my mind. Craig actually originally reached out to me on LinkedIn. I'm not sure if it was an an email for me or just kind of he'd sent it to a bunch of people. It was an e-card. It was one of those kind of e-greeting card. Exactly. It was an (laughs) e-card and he'd done this thing where he'd used the sort of... um, It was one of those like jib-jab with the... It was a (laughs) jib-jab. That's the one. And we were on a tandem bicycle together, me and Craig, and I thought, well, that's a nice touch. And he's, and I said, how the fuck did you do that? It sounds, it looks like our faces. It looks like us on that tandem bike. And he was like, no, it's just this thing called jib jab. And I thought, this guy knows what he's doing. We need to be, we need to be in business. And, uh, it was Craig and his son, Gavin, and, um, they worked together just in their garage, I think, and in Preston here in Victoria. And, uh, they've got a real, they said, you know, we can't necessarily, offer you the best, but we're up and coming, <laughs> get it on the ground floor. And the, our commitment to service is second to none. Yeah. And that's what really, that's what sold us. And you insisted that you do the negotiations. And then I happened to catch the emails and you had just, mm. you had just written whatever money you want, I'll give it to you. You just said, <laughs> you're negotiate. They they said, we're going to be asking for a lot of money. And you said, that's mm. fine. And you've just written back, that's fine. Give me your bank account details. And so <laughs> I got no money left, but we got some funky <laughs> new branding from the father and son team, the Grimsbury Creatives. And as I tried to explain to you, it's an investment because they're a new company. <laughs> you, give them a mo- you give them your money and you also get, in on the ground floor. That's what Craig kept saying. So I think that means that we'll get some money out of this at some point. I don't know all the, I'm not an accountant, but you know, it just seemed like a good idea. So I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a little bit anxious too. Obviously there's been, uh, some interest rate rises and I've got a mortgage. So, you know, 
I've got things to worry about, but you got to spend money to make money. That's what Gavin said, and I think he's right. And also as part of the deal with Grimsby and Sun Creative, they've set us up a brand new Facebook page. John, why don't you tell mm. everybody what's going on over there on Facebook? Sure. So uh, some of our listeners might be familiar with Facebook. Um, it's a... It's a kind of flagship social media platform, and uh, we've set up a we've set up a "Don't Praise the Machine" podcast page, and you can see our beautiful faces. You can see um, the beautiful artwork that Grimsby have made for us. You can see um, a message from a personalized message from me to each one of our "Don't Praises," mm-hmm. uh, just telling you what's in store if you follow the page and. Let me tell you, I mean, I looked at this a few minutes ago and it's got 10 more followers uh, now from when I looked at They're it. So pouring in. At a certain point, we'll be forced to pull the shutters down because there's only so much room on the <laughs> server. So make sure you get in. <laughs> make sure you get in. We're, all get, uh, we're already getting panicked calls from Mark <laughs> at HQ. <laughs> <laughs> saying guys i've spent all of i've spent a lot of server space on the metaverse and you guys <laughs> you guys with your yeah. audience just piling you're piling into this there's too many people piling into the servers down here you're gonna melt the mainframe and i'd say here at <laughs> fbhq <laughs> too many likes and comments and, fo- and follows. But also, for anybody who wants to know, we are we, not, we are now on four social media platforms. Uh, we, mm. Part of the conversations that we had with Grimsby and Son included them saying, you guys got to get on all the platforms. So we are currently on Facebook. I mean, the, we've had Instagram for years, pretty much since the start of the podcast. Instagram, Facebook, we're now on YouTube, uh, mm-hmm. and what's the other one that I'm... TikTok. So basically, TikTok. we're posting more short-form video content because the world mm. has gone all short-form vertical video thanks to TikTok. Mm. And everybody down there at ByteDance and the Chinese Communist <laughs> Party, we want to thank you guys for pushing it all, pushing us all towards the vertical video that we love so we're going yeah. to be repurposing a lot of vertical video across platforms. And maybe we'll even have some platform-specific content. Mm. We might have a uh, Facebook. That's a good idea. We might yeah. do a Facebook exclusive, like our own Red Table Talk with Jada Pinkett yeah, Smith. We great. might have John and Al's Green Table Talk, <laughs> where me and John just exclusive to Facebook. I, we mm. just talk about very intimate details about our lives highs and lows in our relationship now <laughs> <laughs> there's a storied tradition on the podcast of uh, me telling people stories that might fit into the category of oversharing. Uh, we had a long <laughs> discussion at some point about uh, my ability to uh, vomit yeah. essentially on command, which drew a lot of, Was it, I think it was polarizing. Some people said, thank you for destigmatizing having a weak esophageal <laughs> uh, 
muscle. Some people said, don't talk about that because you made me involuntarily wretch on the bus. We had a few people say that they started to feel unwell listening to that. (laughs) A few people who kind of, it's a bit like reacting to the sight of blood. Any mention of vomit and they just, they just get inspired to have a chuck. Um, So they're probably enjoying this right now. I do love that you bring that side to the podcast that we're so desperately missing, which is that kind of breakfast radio host oversharing, <laughs> the kind of <laughs> FM <laughs> breakfast radio host where they go, guys, I had a had a massive blow up with the missus on the weekend. Let me tell you about yeah. it. And then goes, call in and tell us if you've ever had a fight with your partner. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's what I. That's the kind of energy I bring, and this is in that spirit. So. Basically, I've gotten to the point with Jacinta where, you know, we're thinking about our options moving forward as a couple. Do we want to go down the very kind of bread and butter route of maybe bringing into the world a second generation of pod brothers (laughs) and pod sisters? (laughs) Um, and, And I thought, well, there's no point having those kinds of discussions until I know what I'm physically capable of of doing sure uh and and so i signed up (laughs) i don't don't think that's the right term i booked an appointment (laughs) uh to get my swimmers tested if i can put it that way yeah can you uh, can you be slightly uh, so you've it's basically a it's a fertility test john it's a it's a semen analysis. That's a specific. <laughs> we have we have a few people that um, English is not their first language. You listen to the podcast, yeah. so semen, sprog, whatever you want to call it, sure. sperm. You have to get them. You have to get your tadpoles tested to see if they <laughs> can swim. And uh, and you were a you were a champion swimmer, John. We must add as well. That's you true. Were, you were, I wouldn't be surprised. If you've got some absolute champions down there, because you were, <laughs> as boy, you were yeah. competing in swimming. That's true. I, I did ask the nurse about that. But, um, <laughs> the correlation. He did. Yeah, he didn't seem to think that would have any effect. And I was like, well, you, I mean, there's a lot of things we don't know about the world, and we just put it in that basket. You kept saying to the nurse, "Can you?" After she was looking at them in the microscope, you said. Can you tell me what stroke they're doing? <laughs> I was pretty good at butterfly. Are they doing butterfly? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and she sent me off for some other tests after that. More, kind of <laughs> more cognitive. <laughs> but um, look, it wasn't the kind of thing that I that I initially thought I'm going to share this on the podcast. Yeah. But then... About five minutes into the experience, I was just thinking, <laughs> I can't, I can't not put this on, on my splag sheet. Just so the audience knows, John has deliberately not told me any of this. He said, "Yeah, fuck, I've had a pretty, I've had a pretty funny day, but I don't want, <laughs> but I think I'm going to talk about it on the podcast, so I don't want yeah. you to know any of it yet." So the the thing that I mean, the thing that's interesting about it is you get this. Um, you know, appointment notice in the mail and it says you have to come to this address and you have to have a semen analysis and they don't tell you much about what's going to actually happen, how wow. that's going to happen. They, it just says, 
you, and I think the most specific it got was, uh, you will be shown to one of our men's rooms and you will produce a <laughs> specimen. It was very clinical. That- <laughs> and, uh, and I thought, how that's, how's that going to work? And sometimes I like to test the limits of Jacinta's, uh, gullibility cause she is quite, quite a kind of gullible person. <laughs> So I said, apparently the the nurse just has a little handheld prod and they stick it up, yeah, and then you, and then whether you like it or not, you give a sample. Yeah. Uh, but that's not how it happened. I'm glad to say. The other thing that the that the letter said was, please abstain from ejaculation and or masturbation for a minimum of two days. Yeah, but a maximum of seven days if possible before your appointment. Oh, there's a max. Uh, yeah, which. We only have a certain size receptacle. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, there's a couple of questions like, why do they say and or masturbation? Why can't I just like have a little fiddle, but not, not reach completion? Can you read it? Is that going to affect my sample? Can you read it again? What does it say? Please abstain from ejaculation and or masturbation for a minimum of two days. Um, And I mean, why not just say ejaculation? Yeah. I don't know. That's very similar to the... um, um, to the notes that I have to send you two days before the podcast record to maintain your focus. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just like a champion, like a, like a boxer, like a champion boxer. <laughs> and I can always tell John gets on yeah. and he goes, "Oh, everybody, welcome <laughs> to the podcast." He's <laughs> all, go. he's got all brain fog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, no, I reckon that's that's in. We got it. We got it. That's a wrap. And you're like, fucking hell. You you have, you haven't followed the instructions. Um, but yeah, so, so that's what I got. And, uh, you know, it was the longest two days of my life. Tell you what, but, uh, but I got there, I got to the appointment, not really knowing what was going to happen next. Yeah. And, um, actually I'm going to, don't look at them just yet, but I'm going to send you some some visual aids, okay. Um, not of the kind that I receive that I received at this appointment. You'd be happy to know, but uh, which will give you a bit of a sense of what I. What I'm I so fast. I'm so fascinated. I have absolutely no idea how this yeah. works, and I'm also wondering if it's. I mean, there's so much has changed over the last twenty years in terms mm. of our attitudes to certain things and how things are discussed. And so I'm wondering, I remember watching movies 30 years ago when there would be sperm donors. And so I have, I have a kind of picture in my mind's eye of, of those scenes in movies from 30 years ago. And I'm so interested to know if it's the same or if it's different. Yeah, no, totally. And as was I, like I was quite, I was quite excited about it. I mean, I've had a lot of medical procedures in my time, but suffice to say, none of them have involved ejaculation. And if they have, it was, they weren't meant to. That was just something <laughs> I, was, I was doing off my own bat. <laughs> and, uh, and so I went along to the, uh, to the appointment and, um, and I got there, I went up to the suite where this was all going to take place. And first of all, I went into the wrong room and there was quite a, <laughs> oh shit. there was a couple of quite attractive women at the desk. And I said, I'm here to, to do it. A sample. You didn't walk on on the other. previous patient who was mid. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good. And then I went, then I was sent across the hall 
<laughs> and there was a there was a kind of um there was a male nurse who was very sort of serious. And I, I thought, you know, I mean, often in these kind of roles, the best person is somebody who's a bit sort of jovial and a bit kind yeah. of like, let's just be real about what's happening here. I know it's a bit silly, but you've yeah. got to, you know, there's no shame in it. You got to just do this. Riding well, that line between like, look, I'm a, I'm a medical professional, but at the same mm. time, and so I'm going to treat this with professionalism, but at the same time, I'm going to make you feel comfortable because we all know it's a little, it's quite uncomfortable and a bit silly. Yeah, that's right. But he was not like that at all. <laughs> he was very, he was extremely serious and, <laughs> and, uh, joyless probably cause he'd been in that job for a while and I can imagine it's a bit weird, but, um, then he, then he just got me to fill out a form and he gave me a little specimen jar. I still didn't okay. understand. I, the only reason I knew what anything about what I was going to experience is because I had asked someone who's, okay. uh, who, whose boyfriend had had to do it at some point. So she gave me a sense of what it was like at least a few years or earlier. And I kind of wish I'd gone in cold, like a new movie or something, you know, but because yeah. you sort of don't want to have any, any, uh, information. So he gives me a specimen jar. He gives me a plastic bag to put the specimen jar in. Okay. Yep. He gives me a white protective sheet and he says, okay, here's this, you have to have it this side up. Uh, but he didn't really go into any detail. Okay. And then he says, you have to go into this room and. This is making me even more nervous, John, because now I'm thinking <laughs> that I'm now I'm panicked that no one's going to tell me what I'm supposed to do and that I'm going to yeah. do the wrong thing. Like he's just going to go, <laughs> okay, see it. Did you? And you go, and then they close the door and you go, what am I supposed to do? And then, yeah. you, and then you have a guess and they walk in and go, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, that's right. We just wanted a urine sample. <laughs> <laughs> We're calling the cops. Um, no, they, uh, so they sent me into this room. Now I've sent you a photo of the room. Okay. Um, hang on. On what, what is on? Uh, on WhatsApp. Uh, okay. you, you'll see there's a few images there. I want you to go oh, down to the. Okay. So hang on. So the first one is. <laughs> So, Don't worry about the others. Just go to the room. So the we'll go through the others. But okay. So um, hang the first one I'm seeing is that the there's some text, p some A4 papers. Oh yeah, lamin keep, laminated. Keep going past that. Okay. There's one which is just like a general shot of the room, and you'll see it's quite a I softly lit. There's okay. a lamp. There's an armchair. Um, and there's a TV. Blinds are, blinds are down. Looks like blinds they, are down. There, there's an there's one of the more upscale IKEA lamps. Mm. There's a TV. Exactly. Wow, this There's looks this looks pretty. There's Lido on the floor. Yeah, it looks a bit like the um you remember coming around to my share house at Gilly's Plains years yeah. ago. It's a bit it's got a bit of that vibe to it. But, but I can um, I can see the one that I think you want me to see, <laughs> which is some media. Oh yeah. So so <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest, I spent this was about the time when I thought I started to think I'm going to talk about this on the podcast because I spent <laughs> I spent the first five minutes just laughing and taking photos of various <laughs> things in the room, and uh, and so you you know they I mean there's yeah so you walk over you walk to this armchair and you sit down and opposite you there are some um, as you say some A4 pieces of paper posted up on the wall which I. Uh, we'll just take you through the highlights. Yeah. Of. So the first one says, 
In order to assist in reducing the spread of coronavirus, we have removed all magazines and books from our waiting areas and production rooms. Production room. That's what I felt like a cow. And uh, (laughs) we apologize for any inconvenience this may cause. And it says, uh, please, we also ask that you please wash your hands with the soap provided before and after production. Production. Uh, If you have any further questions, please see our staff. Mm. And obviously I started immediately to think about (laughs) what kind of further (laughs) questions I could ask. But but I also thought like, I can't believe that they ever would have had, um, because, you know, I don't want to be too gross, but I went into the bathroom. Yeah. And I washed my hands in accordance with this instruction before production. And, uh, (laughs) and... I um I saw there was a bin in there and it had all of the sheets that I'd been given a protective sheet. Okay. And the, the bin was full of the previous sheets of um subjects, production <laughs> subjects. And I so I had this immediate sense of like I'm one in a long line of people who have used this room. <laughs> and then I started to think, well, how long have I got? Like, will somebody bang yeah. on the door in five minutes and be like you know, and I'll be like, I'm almost, I'm almost ready. Just give me a sec. <laughs> but, um, so there was that, but I also just can't believe that they would have ever had magazines. I mean, who wants a kind of crusty dog-eared hustler or something in that? Yeah. Kind of Again, I guess it's like amazing. this would have been like pre internet. I mean, there's mm. been, there's, as I was saying, I remember, I think I remember that movies you'd go in and there was, yeah, maybe some kind of video media, um, mm. But obviously, it, things are so different now with the internet and people's like expectations of media and how they access it. Mm. Yeah, totally. And th- I guess I I don't know. I mean, I suppose the age range varies a bit, so they can't necessarily assume that uh, everyone will come. Yeah, with a, with a sound knowledge of um of the fact that you can just look at porn on the internet if you on need your fo- to on your phone. Yeah, exactly. And um. So then that's that sign. Then the second sign uh, is a, is a flow chart and it's, um, it says prior to sample collection is the title of the pro chart, a flow chart. It says, don't forget to lock the door, which I accept was pretty important <laughs> first step. Um, and it says, if you require a DVD, please check the drawer. And obviously my heart <laughs> went pitter patter at that suggestion. Uh, because even a DVD is pretty kind of like, wow, I feel like, um, I'm going to get something, I'm going to get the kind of visually stimulating experience I haven't had since the early 2000s, just watching a DVD. Don't use lubricants or condom, it says, uh, if required, please ask the staff member. Um, and then it says produce the, the, uh, swimmers into the pot. Right. Um, this the specimen pot provided, secure the lid, put it into plastic bag, wash your hands again, give the specimen and, and, and collection form to the andrology reception. Um, and it says, you'll be asked to do a questionnaire Fun. and it says, yeah, which would be good. Just about like, I assumed what it was did about you th- like, what did you think about? What did you think about? <laughs> and like, <laughs> And then this is my favorite. If you have a problem in producing the sample, let staff know. Alternative arrangements <laughs> can be made. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, I thought, what's, 
what kind of alternative <laughs> arrangements could they make? I mean, I might as well try. That's the thing, John. You would almost want to say, yeah. I'm having a problem producing a sample. I require alternative yeah. arrangements. Just say to them, can you just, um, can you just maybe tell me that I'm a piece of shit? Or, <laughs> <laughs> or you'd just be thinking, am I about to get a prostitute on Medicare? <laughs> exactly. I found the mother of all loopholes. Um, so I went out to the nurse and I said, look, I feel like if you just punch me as hard as you can in the face, <laughs> I'll get there. Is that, a, is that an alternative arrangement alternative, you can live with? Alternative arrangements. And then yeah. they said, and then there was a third flow chart uh, operating the TV and built-in DVD player, yes. inbuilt DVD player. I like that they felt, basically, that's almost like, a humble brag. <laughs> this is, <laughs> and this is great too, because it's, it's basically now turned into like Airbnb instructions. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. It is very much like that. It says select the on button. It's got a little icon for the on button. Wait for the DVD player to load. Use the remote arrows to select your preferred scene. That's great. Which select I liked. your preferred scene. Yeah. Press play, adjust volume if required. Please stop DVD and turn off prior to leaving the room. I like this one. Please ask reception for any assistance in red and italics and bold. It's got for the safety of our staff and patients, please remain outside of the room while we assist you. So I think that's like, we want to avoid a situation where you and the nurse are just in the room watching porn together. Cause that's, <laughs> cause that's, cause that's fucked. That's gone from a medical appointment into something that's fraught. <laughs> and uh, and I love that. And then it says at the end, it's got a little um, add-on bit of paper that they've put under it that says, "Yeah, if alternative viewing material is required, please see reception." Yeah, because you've you because just just so people know, John, the 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 media that you were given it looks like it was it one DVD. Yeah, so there was a huge, um, huge cupboard under this TV with an inbuilt DVD player, which I was impressed with, but it only had one lonely DVD in it. Um, and they didn't ask you before. Maybe you what can your... tell me what it's called because I like that. They didn't. They didn't. Um, they didn't ask you what your preferences no. were. They didn't say. That seems like, very un twenty twenty. Like you know, give me the classic sort of rundown category rundown that you get on a commercial porn site, and you know, yeah, exactly. Do you like, do you like big boobs? Do you like, uh, you know, well, a bit of role play? Well, I was thinking more like, do you like men? Well, that's right. That's the most obvious thing. I don't know whether they did. They did ask me, I think, to fill out a questionnaire before I got there, and that okay. might have included, um. Maybe, I don't know if it included my sexual preference. I mean, it indicated that I had a um, female partner, but that's right. sort of not, not necessarily conclusive as to my pornographic taste, is it? Um, <laughs> so I might be like, well, I can get that in my real life, but what I want is something wildly different. Um, <laughs> What's the, what did they provide you with? Maybe you can tell everyone the sure. one piece of media yeah, DVD. I was quite surprised by that. Um, like what, what if you, 
you know, if alternative viewing material is required, please see reception. I mean, can you say to the guy, look, you know, you might say I'm into men or I'm into trans uh, people or yeah. or I'm into, um, have you got anything like with a kind of noir theme? <laughs> uh, like I'm into kind of, I'm into like porn that revolves around kind of classic hard-boiled detective stories. <laughs> um, <laughs> or I love those kind of goofy spin-offs based on real films like have you got a copy of the classic Edward Penis Hands? <laughs> um so the one DVD in there was called Is She Twisted? And it yeah. was by the production company Porno Static. Um and uh and it was an X rated, so it's hardcore. Yeah. Which is hilarious because I haven't seen an X rating on anything. No. Because so, I haven't seen a fucking rating on anything for 20 years. Exactly. And I don't know whether, I mean, as a lawyer, I was thinking, I'm not sure that this is entirely clear as to whether in Victoria, what the status of X-rated porn is in DVD form. Also, I'm wondering about who did they get to, like, did they send the temp down to buy a porn? <laughs> did they have selection criteria? You know, was he... <laughs> Did he ask the person at the pawn shop, well, just give me something that's going to appeal to as many. Yeah, broad. Like a, as broad as possible. I don't what want anything. A, do you know, I mean, maybe you're going, maybe you, this is where the next bit is going, John, but did <laughs> did you follow? I didn't watch did, the whole thing, sadly. <laughs> I would have loved to for journalistic purposes, but I was too worried that the nurse was going to come and bang on the door. <laughs> <laughs> you're just sitting there fully dressed with the remote, just, just <laughs> taking with, notes with a tube of Pringles, just, <laughs> just going, no, just speci going. no specimen produced. <laughs> just going, I just want to find out what's going to happen to this cheerleader. She's it's a really interesting character <laughs> development. Um, I think... I think maybe she's dead and the other characters haven't worked that out yet. Um, yeah, no. So I, I didn't, uh, I didn't really spend much time watching the DVD. Um, so I can't tell you too much about it. I watched the introduction just to get a bit of a sense of what it was about. And it was very, it was actually a very retro experience because it had the whole sort of like, you know, series of warnings that will accompany yeah of course and, and licensing requirements and things like that that tend to get chopped out of um of porn that might be available in other places which of course i don't uh, watch but um i imagine they don't bother with the kind of here's the credits here's the licensing agreement by yeah. which this porn <clears throat> has been produced um here's all the you know, the state of California in statute yeah. number 227 has said you can do this and not that, and we've complied with that and whatever. So I enjoyed that, and then I, and then I, and then I'll, I'll leave the next few moments perhaps <laughs> to the... Uh, scene missing. Scene missing. <laughs> and then scene missing, I put my white sheet down on the seat and yeah. scene missing, and then... Uh, washed my hands per the instructions, went back into the nursing, the lobby and, uh, presented him with, with my sample. And, cool. uh, and he said, man, that is one of the most textbook pieces of, he'd be, 
He said, I will fucking, I don't even need to test it. I can see him. (laughs) (laughs) Giant swimmers. Mm. But yeah, I mean, it was kind of, I just left and I was kind of like, and then afterwards I had to do a blood test and a urine test as well. Mate, you have an Um, old taken out of you. Yeah. And I said, do you want anything else? I've got, (laughs) I'm running out of fluids. Spit plasma <laughs> then you've got all my all my types nails and, yeah exactly hair <laughs> i mean it would be good to just go and come out with something in the in the sample jar that's clearly not semen and just be like <laughs> i need i need the basics of sex explained to me <laughs> well, what what it what is what is quite sort of funny about what you've explained to me is that they are still tiptoeing around what they want you to do in in mm. all of those instructions. There's nothing direct. It doesn't say no. you need to masturbate and no. produce. You need to ejaculate semen into the pot. It doesn't say yeah. any of that anywhere. It's no, like, it doesn't. It's produce all, a specimen. It's all read between the lines. Still exactly. And I don't know. You know, I'm a um. What do they call it? When you can't, if you're sexually attracted to people, when you're intellectually attracted to them, so oh, it's like like pansexual, is that the one? Yeah, no, it's not the one. But I mean, I am, I am that too. I'm all the, I'm all of them. But um, yeah, when I did the other samples, it was felt very much like I was back in the realm of bread and butter medical testing, and I thought that can't have been a thing that I just did. That was very strange for a medical procedure. Yeah, but, and, uh, and and you know that everyone, like all the people that you're dealing with, know that you've just done that, which is quite a weird <laughs> thing. Because <laughs> I had asked yeah. these, um, I'd asked these receptionists for directions earlier, and then I just kind of sauntered back out, you know, yeah, dripping Even- with sweat. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> There's a ton of brain fog. <laughs> exactly. can barely can barely focus on anything you can't you sort of you, you can't work out where the doorknob is to let yourself out <laughs> you know what it reminds me a little bit of john is it reminds me a little bit of the experience of if you have to take a shit at a music festival or for me right. for me it's happening all the time now when i'm doing marathons and trail marathons because mm. um if you need to take a shit, then you line up at the toilet before the race. They have all these toilets before the race because basically uh, people yeah. people are trying to empty themselves Time. before the race because mm. they want to not have to go during the race because that becomes uncomfortable. So mm-hmm. no matter, you know, like nobody has full control, no matter how clockwork regular you are, mm. often you will try and evacuate your bowels at home before the race. Right, yeah, yeah. But often that either doesn't happen or not a, not a full release. And so yeah. there are countless porta potties at the start of all running races. Mm. And um and it's weird because if you just need to piss, you just go and piss on a tree or in a bush. Even women do this. Like it's yeah. hilarious at the start of the Berlin Marathon. Um you just look around and there's just men and women just pissing everywhere in Tiergarten. Like <laughs> really? everywhere, everywhere you look, there wow. is like a woman squatting in a bush or a man no pissing against a tree. People just use just... Tiergarten like a toilet. 
Um, and it's just accepted. It's totally accepted. You know, totally that's accepted. Just, just how it works. Yeah. Um, so of course, if you need to take a shit, you go and line up at the mm. toilet, and it's just this weird thing where you go, oh. Usually people don't know that I need to take a shit, but yeah. now everybody, and it's the same at a music festival because everybody pisses <laughs> at, on a tree or yeah. in a bush, even the girls, because the lines at music festivals are usually so long and because the toilets are not great to visit everybody. Yeah. If you need to take a piss, you don't, especially as a man, you do yeah. not go to the toilet. You just like fucking piss in the uh, in a bush or on against the tree. Yeah. So it's the same sure. kind of thing where... Yeah. Every everybody lines up for the toilet with their arms crossed and all of mm. these like attractive people are all kind of looking at each other like, Yeah, we all need to take a shit. Mm, which is exactly. just a, it's a unique position to be in. Maybe somebody you've been flirting with at the music festival earlier. <laughs> exactly. And you're both like just tr- awkwardly making conversation in the line. <laughs> <laughs> so what how how do you reckon yours is gonna go then? <laughs> How's the how's how's the old guts going? Oh, yeah, no, I don't know. Like I went earlier in the festival, but I've had a ton of ecky since then. Yeah, so it could be this could be pretty this, rotten. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> These pingers are wreaking absolute <laughs> havoc. <laughs> so yeah, so you come out, you're fumbling for the doorknob, you're all sweaty. I'm all sweaty, and then and then they're like, "Can you give us your blood and your pee?" And I'm like, "Fucking hell." <laughs> It's like I'm gonna I'm gonna faint at the end of this. We I've need got you to so much fluid. We need you to vomit into this bucket <laughs> as well. Exactly. It's funny yeah. they they send you back into the same room with the same media. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now that I'm now that I'm cleansed, I just find it repulsive. So it works as a <laughs> yeah. as a vomit. That's funny because the experience that you've described is essentially identical to how it's always been, which is the sterile room with the dirty magazine or the dirty video. There's nothing. Mm. I kind of thought that they might send you in there with a Oculus Rift VR headset. I thought we'd sort of reached the point now where they want to try and get you in and out as quick as possible. Yeah. Just pop into the metaverse Yes. Pick pick your poison. I, get yeah. And have be presented with a menu of the most exquisite categories that you've ever seen. <laughs> and then um and then you know, just attach you to some sort of contraption so you actually have a hands-free experience, <laughs> some sort of some sort of vacuum tube like a, and an like Oculus a milking rip. shed. <laughs> what? And then yeah, like a milking shed. Or I was when you <laughs> Or I was imagining maybe they uh, they take you into some kind of theater and they strap you in like Alex from Clockwork Orange with your eyes <laughs> peeled peeled open, moistening them with eye drops where they force yeah. you to watch some kind of extreme pornographic video <laughs> while you're strapped to some contraption. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it was yeah, very old I school. Definitely, I could definitely give them some some tips on how to modernize it but yeah it's one of those things isn't it where they're like you know you would mention that to a doctor and they'd be thinking do i want to be the doctor who is staking my reputation on improving the porn experience and (laughs) that's not really a that's not really a respectable pursuit and so what did you end up giving them on google reviews (laughs) 
Well, I did the questionnaire. Yeah. Um, and they and I said, look, they said, you know, how likely would you be to recommend <laughs> this experience, the production, <laughs> the, the production room to your friends? And I said, well, why don't you have like a little, you know, like you could have a little, you could make it sort of um, hyper masculine, you know, in a nice way. Mm. They had the, they had these like magazines cigars. called the Mail, which was M A L E, which was interesting. I didn't have time to read them, but that was interesting. Mm. They were all about kind of male men's issues, I think, judging by the covers. But yeah, you go in that. What if you go in there and it's just like a little humidor with some Cubans and maybe yeah, you could have pour yourself a whiskey. Yeah, uh, you know, Chesterfield. Have a have a quick wet shave, and then the barber's like, "I'll just, I'll leave you to it, sir." So it essentially be a kind of, it should be an expensive barber shop experience where <laughs> yeah, you get right. it's just, you walk in and it's essentially a barber shop, and then he just ni- he just nips out at the end after. Yeah, that's right. I'll leave you to it, sir. <laughs> that would be great. That'd be great. So, um, yeah, if anyone's thinking about it. Uh, just, you know, I think part of my work here is destigmatizing. Just get yeah. down there. Um, but I would say, uh, BYO phone with internet connection. <laughs> <laughs>